Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. (laughs) So the Nets got KD back last night, and KD had 31. And it's hard for KD not to have 31. I've seen games where KD's dropped 30-something, and I was like, really? I don't remember him shooting four or five times. (laughs) When I did the crosstalk yesterday with with the guys, um, they were asking me about KD and what I thought. So, I mean, it was same guy. Yeah, I mean, what do you want me to say? He coming off an injury? Same guy. He's going to be the same guy. Yeah, he's he's just the effortless scorer. At least he makes it look that way. Meanwhile, in L.A., the Clippers beat the Lakers 132-111, and they swept the season series. This is the fifth time the Clippers have swept the Lakers in a season series since moving to L.A. <sighs> have you texted Marcellus yet? Marcellus yeah. Wiley? I don't need to text him for what? You know what? I'm just saying he's a diehard Clipper to, fan. Yeah, you know? well, he should yeah. be happy. Okay. Hilarious about the Clippers, though. The Lakers left the window wide open for them for like five years after the league shot down the Chris Paul trade. And in five years, the Clippers couldn't even make it to the conference finals. And then the Lakers won a championship. Well, anyway, it's always good to kick us when we're down. <laughs> Clippers hang a lot of first-round banners. In, uh, <laughs> another first-round banner. Damn, they, they that's a savages. <laughs> yeah. anyway, Lakers got 17 championship banners. The Clippers got a couple first-round banners. Can we yeah. just set the tone now that the Lakers got whacked last night without Paul George or Kawhi Leonard? It's not good, man. Reggie Jackson. Patrick, By the way, they could have had Ty Lue as their coach, dudes. too. <laughs> I look, listen, Vogel won a championship, but Ty Lue could have been the Lakers coach. They didn't want, okay. Uh, Great coach, probably. I mean, Ty Lue is, who's the best coach in, in basketball right now? At this moment, Ty Lue, Eric Spolstra. I mean, we're talking, that's, that's the level he is. He's a handful of the best guys. Anyway, questions continue for Russell Westbrook. Listen to the question, how it's phrased, and Russell Westbrook's answer after the loss. Everything's the opposite of what you envisioned. Has that been hard for you, especially considering your stature? your credentials to to absorb um what did i envision i suppose i would imagine some wins i mean you say based on what i envision i want to know what you think i envision i would but i mean you envisioned coming here and winning a championship or at least being the season over it it certainly isn't on is the season over no sir thank you i had no expectations uh last four years of me i've been on different teams four times so my envision of kind of Think everything gonna be peaches and cream. I don't. That's not realistic. That's not life. How do you come into a season with no expectations? Positive expectations on a team with LeBron James and AD. You you got traded for with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, one A one B, the greatest player of all time in that conversation for a team that just won a championship 19 months ago, with the core pieces there to win it again. Your expectation is to win a championship. I don't think the question was out of bounds. I, I think his reaction... Respectfully phrased. I think his reaction is just so... Like, I get that you're frustrated. I understand that you just got bl- spotted clippers. But, like, these are the things that sometimes with Russ, I'm like, man, you just you start to lose me, Russ. Like, I, I don't know. There's so many better ways you could have answered that question more so than attacking it. Like, I didn't come into the season with any expectations. That's a damn lie. Well, look, Key... He, he's coming in there with a loaded question. It's be, open-ended questions are good, but on the other hand, I think it is fair to make the assumption that Russell Westbrook, former MVP, averaged a 
triple-double for three consecutive seasons, right? (laughs) Former MVP, lots of deep playoff runs. If you join LeBron James and AD, who just won a championship a couple years ago and may have repeated had AD not been hurt, right? I think it's fair for people to assume your expectations are at least positive and not negative. You, you, you expect success uh, to some degree and not failure to this degree. Your thoughts about that exchange with Russell Westbrook? I think, I think when you are an athlete, the media has a job to do. It's their duty to ask questions. It's the, how you phrase a question that's going to get a certain reaction from a player. When you asked him what did he envision, well, you already know what he envisioned. That's why he signed up to come to L.A. So you are asking me something you have the answer to already. But you'd like and, him and, to illuminate and on, it. And on top of that, you are asking me a question after we just got our tails whooped by a team that's renting in our building. So you're asking me these sort of things. And from Westbrook's side, he doesn't have expectations out publicly because he's been on four different teams in every single year. His expectations are burst because they don't go anywhere. So why is it a problem for him to say what he said? I don't I don't understand that. I'm not, but can we can we just do our Every a year favor? this man said for four straight years, the same situation continues to keep happening. But, but in the past, I've made the point, Jay, he turns it on in the second half and his team has success that has not happened. Listen to the question again. Everything's the opposite of what you envisioned. Has that been hard for you, especially considering your stature, your credentials, to to absorb? Um, what did I envision? I suppose I would imagine some wins. I mean, you say, based on what I envisioned, I want to know what you think I envisioned. I would, but I mean, you envisioned coming here and winning a championship, or at least being. Is the season over? It, it certainly isn't on. Is the season over? No, sir. Thank you. I had no expectations. Uh, the last four years of me, I've been on different teams four times. So my envision of kind of thinking everything's going to be peaches and cream, I don't. That's not realistic. That's not life. Exactly. Every year, I've been on a different team, peaches and roses, and it didn't work out that way. I'm coming here with the expectations of what? But, but I mean, just because I got LeBron and AD. Don't mean we're going to wind You're up not in expecting to damn lose seven out of championship. Eight. You're not expecting to be eight games under 500. But the, but the question was reasonable. It said everything he has envisioned was – everything was opposite of what you've envisioned. But, has, has it been difficult but, for you to absorb? But as Brody said, you speaking for me, Jay. You don't know what I envisioned. But, you speaking but, for let me. me. Key. That's I, what the, I, the I, man I, said it. I, I, <laughs> You're telling me – that Russell Westbrook, and I, I go into things saying that not everything's going to be peachy keen all the time. It's going to be tough. But nobody envisioned them potentially not being in the play-in tournament. You know that's what we're trending towards, right? Them not making the play-in tournament. Jay, you just hit it to me. It's all a smokescreen. You know, what Russell Westbrook just did there is he took an escape. He, he has a little escape route, Right. Once the dude says, once the reporter, who was very respectfully said, no, sir, later on, he's like over, he's trying to show Russell Westbrook he's being respectful in every single thing he said. I mean, like, he could have said, Russ, you've been playing terribly all year, and no, as, no, and as a result that, that, of... If he right, said that, that would have been a different conversation. Right, and as a result of that, the team's... <laughs> Much different conversation. And as a result of that, the team's not good. He didn't say that. He said, given your, repu- your resume, which is so great, and all the... And get, I, I imagine... Which, he, I ima- so what did Westbrook do? 
and he what used the? no, he used it. I'm going to focus on him f- f- claiming to know what my expectations were. Okay, Russ, let's get by the expectations. I apologize. You're right. I don't want to assume what your expectations are. But see, how are you absorbing so losing you absorb- every game? Thank Max, you. Too many, too many times, and I've been at a million podiums. Too many times, you have people trying to put words in your mouth and think and and, and pick your brain on what you're thinking and what your thoughts are. When you're dealing with the media, it's too, you, you, you don't know what the hell I'm thinking. So, okay. So stop trying to. So, okay, fine. Look, here, Mr. Westbrook. I, by the way, Westbrook's my favorite player. I've said that a million times. I love his aggression. Except you're oh, in the ding, boat Ding, ding. Mike Tyson, he's, he's coming to get boat. you, yeah. right? Yeah. But yeah. the point is this. In that exchange, if I'm the reporter, Russ, I apologize. I don't mean to anticipate what you're thinking. I assumed my bad. How are you absorbing this team that is losing all these games. You lost today without Kawhi and, and Paul George on the other side. You were brought here because they thought you were the, a piece to but a championship that, but team. That didn't that never occurred, though, Max. Because Westbrook you, cleverly, whether he even realizes he's, why he's doing it, latches on to the thing that allows him to avoid talking about the actual issue, which is that he's playing poorly look, man, and the team is losing. You cannot approach somebody and tell them what their thought process is. Okay. You can't do that. So okay. when you say he cleverly switched it, he didn't cleverly switch it. There was a lane that was open based on the question yep. that you put out yep. there. It was a mistake by the reporter to so, assume anything, even though whatever, but Westbrook used it. So, so, so can I ask you guys a question? What do we think Russell Westbrook's expectation of the season was? Ask him. Russ, what was your expectation this season? Right? I'll be, That's a I'll be really curious to, if it's not to win a championship, which I heard him say earlier was to win a championship. Which it is. Some people approach things differently than you and I and Max about what they think their expectations are. He said on the back end of that, he's been on four teams. He ain't walking in there thinking everything is going to go great because it didn't go great on the other teams. It's almost like being let down. Went right? better than this. When somebody, when somebody says to you, I think, we, I, I think we can work on you, right? And then they go, you go, okay, I'm waiting. And it doesn't happen. doesn't happen. Expectation. The NBA is on ESPN Radio. Tune in Sunday as the Bucks host the Suns, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Speaking of Los Angeles, what will the Rams' expectations be if they don't have – their best player. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. The star defensive tackle, three-time defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald. Now that you have it, double down, head to Hawaii. What, what's happening? What, you doing? Hey, what else does he have to do? It's a blessing, man. I'm just living in the moment right now, man, because you know, I, I dreamed it so long, and like, to really be living it right now. Back, back to Cali, Cali. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, protecting your business with specialized coverages for your commercial vehicles. More at progressivecommercial.com. Weather. So, guys, the Rams do not have a first-round pick and do not have Sean McVay and Les Snead at the Combine. But the Rams' GM, Les Snead, did meet with the media this week and was asked about the future of, let's face it, the best player in football, Aaron Donald. A lot of our intimate conversations, so I, I can't say that I, I'm sure I'd love for Aaron to, to be able to say, yes, I'm – you know, I'm coming back or, and I'm not even sure he has to, right. Cause it's not like he's announced his, his retirement per se. That was just rumblings, but I, I do know enough in, in chatting with Sean, who's chatted with Aaron, right. That last week, you know, post parade, things like that, that, you know, there was an intent for him to, to enjoy the moment, take a break, uh, but also an intent to go, Hey, you know what, if, if, if we want to try to do this again and, 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 and do something special with this group of men that we have and, and women in the organization, let's, let's do it. Now, Aaron Donald, he ain't walking away, right? But I've been thinking about it. I don't think he is. There's too much money on the table. He's still great. No one has ever walked away like Aaron Donald would if he did leave. He won the NFC Championship game on the final play, put him in the Super Bowl, and in the final two plays of the Super Bowl, he won the game stopping the run and then stopping the pass against Joe Burrow, who had Jamar Chase open down the field and just felt like he was destined to win the whole thing. No one ever, as the best player in the world, every single year basically, goes out winning the Super Bowl and then, okay, I'm all done. But So if he did that, if he walked away, how big a step back do the Rams take, Key? Well, they'll probably drop from the one to like the four in the division. From one dude who doesn't even yeah. play on offense. Yeah, you think, one, they, you they, think they, they would drop that far off? Yeah. Maybe more. Yeah, they, yeah, they would drop. Oh, in the division or in the, the conference? Division. You mean? The, the division. division? Yeah, that's why I said the division. The, the division? Behind the division. Seattle? Behind Seattle. No. Behind Seattle. Behind Seattle? Key, I, Key they play without Cam Akers for most of the season. They'll I mean, He's back. Robert Wood's coming back. It, it's, not, it's not even about who's coming back and who's in and out. It's about that dude. Mm. That dude changes everything, not only on the defensive side of the ball, but on the entire sideline. When you have a dude like that on your team, you can't account for that. Just I, doesn't. I'm with it. I would, I would put lose, him third, not fourth. When you lose Tom Brady. It's a wrap. What, what happened? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, that's who Aaron Donald is, just on the defensive side of the ball. Mm, just go ask the fair. New England Patriots. It's a good point, and it affects, <laughs> every, it affects everything. Your pass rushers, Floyd and, and Von Miller at this stage in his career, they're, they're not going to be what they it, are without it, they're Donald. They're good, but they may not 
do exactly what you said, Max, be as good as they would with Aaron Donald. Secondary, secondary is better. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. That secondary, so the guys great. behind him. You're right. That holding up for four seconds go feel like a lifetime <laughs> when he ain't there eating up two and three people. Just the reality of it. And he eats up two. He four. beats the he gets doubled all the time. He beats the double. All the yeah, time. Yeah, he's going to eat up two to three people. You all need the time. three to stop him. Yes. Worse than Seattle, though? I don't think we're going that Seattle. far but, right but, now. But you got to think about it this with way. With or without okay? Russ? Seattle. With Russ, apparently, right? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Seattle faded completely when Russ hurt his hand or his finger or whatever mm-hmm. the heck he hurt. That he, but other than that, Seattle was always in a dogfight with the Rams. They go back and forward, you know, they split, feel like every single time they play each other. On the road, too, they beat each other. So you yeah. got to think, man. Don't don't just look at it and go, well, the Rams won the Super Bowl, Jay. Yeah, but that dude. That dude is a game changer. I, yeah. They don't. They certainly don't win the NFC and Championship. Game, oh, they don't win that, the yes. Super Bowl without him. They don't win a bunch of regular season games. He's the, this see, is another one of those conversations we're going to have for until he says he ain't retiring. We gonna have this. This will carry us into June. So, obviously, without Aaron Donald, none of us are taking the Rams to win the Super Bowl, right? I'm not. What are some other teams that could take a step backward in 2022? Um, let's start with the Patriots. Josh McDaniels is gone. What does that mean for Mac Jones? Bill Belichick's still yeah, there, right? Still got the greatest coach of all time. Last time I and, and I didn't, and I didn't research it, but just off the top of my brain. They did lose Charlie Weiss and Romeo Cornell and 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 uh, uh, Scott Pioli from the front office one year. They did pretty good the following year. <laughs> and I know they had Tom Brady and Matt Castle. I get it. I get all that. Then when they lost, when they lost Josh McDaniels to become the Denver coach, I no think drop they, off. I think they were okay still. I don't. Um, I seem to recall that was during the Super Bowl drought, right? Didn't they like they went through a ten year Super Bowl drought? Now no, there's still a powerhouse. The, the question ain't the question ain't the question is not take a step back. The Patriots is didn't go to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, but they so could they're still, not taking a step back. Oh, I see. But you know when they when you're right, yeah. they had a Super Bowl drought, but they was in it. They were in the mix. every single year. They were in the mix. Was in the mix. Yeah. But, so, but that's maybe all McDaniel I'm maybe McDaniel's really does give you this extra like dimension to go farther than maybe he's even given credit for. That Max, could be true. They were in the mix. They, they were, were in I'm not winning the division. They were in the championship By the, the way, coming a play games. away from winning the Super yeah, Bowl twice. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. like, yeah. let's not, you know, I get Josh McDaniels is offensive coordinator, but they've moved on from offensive coordinators before. So they don't take a step back. my whole point. Yeah. Charlie Weiss was gone. Didn't seem like nothing was affected. Josh McDaniels was gone. Bill O'Brien came in. Didn't seem like anything was affected. So in the first season after McDaniel's left the first time, the Patriots were third in uh, yards per game and sixth in the league in points per game as mm. an offense. That's still yeah. that's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. See, yeah. Yeah. They also still had Tom Brady. I, I yeah. get they yeah. still had Tom Brady, but, but the Tom Brady year. era, I mean the Tom Brady style is not what the Patriots are doing right now at old Tom Brady. This is young Tom Brady that they work it with now. And I also think another year under Mac Jones, like He's getting his reps. That experience, he'll be better than what he was. It'll cancel. It'll cancel at least. Yeah. 
get in other words, Mac Jones in his second season under a new offensive coordinator, because he should be better in his second year, even learning a second system, a sec- at least he's going to be what he was last year at least, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Yeah. I don't think they take a step back. What about the Cowboys? Oh, hang on. More notes on the Patriots. Sorry, real quick. Right. McDaniels, three years that he wasn't there. Third in the league, or sixth in the league in points per game. Third in the league in points per game. First in the league in points per game. Oh, Those are three right. seasons well, that he wasn't Max. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. And, and, Sixth, third, and, and first in the and, offense. And, and pretty once good. Once upon a time, yeah. Well, I believe it was the year, either the year Charlie left, or maybe when Josh left, they didn't have an offensive coordinator. Bell, I don't remember which one, which time that was, but Belichick was calling defense and offense. Guess he's pretty good. So is Tom Brady. What about they the- don't have a, an offensive coordinator right now? Oh, there. see, yeah. here we go. go. Joe Judge is like running the quarterbacks. They got they're just doing some weird things see, on their what, coaching. Yeah, staff. what about that? What about the fact that that you have different uh, assistants essentially running different groups on offense for the Patriots? Can That's that fine. work? Yeah, coach. If you can coach, you can coach. Doesn't matter. You don't need one kind of central kind of brain doing all that. You know what I mean? Like coordinating it all. But, it, but remember what I told you before when Josh McDaniels left the first time around. Belichick. Belichick did it all. You know, he was the offense and the defensive coordinator. With Tom Brady as his quarterback. Though. Doesn't matter, though. Doesn't matter because the guy who's signaling the plays in and managing everything is the guy on the sideline. And he's still there. That's interesting. You know, mm. and if you could and if you could coach, you could coach. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter – if you coaching the receivers or the running backs, if you know football, you know how to coach. That's my thing. As long as their central nervous system is in place, which is Bill Belichick, you feel like this team's going to be fine. And and Bill O'Brien was his quarterback coach then, and Bill was calling it. Bill O'Brien was the quarterback coach, but Bill Belichick calling the plays. Hey, Tom, why don't you run this? Then he goes over to the defensive side, blah, 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 blah. Mac, Mac Jones's progress in his second season will be interesting. This is like, what will, is he pro just. Pro bowler Mac Jones. Right, yeah, pro bowl. But is he kind of smoking mirrors, Belichick creation, Saban just doing enough? Growth. Or can he actually go forward growth. and ascend? It's a, it's a growth process with Mac Jones. I said it all last season. This is young Tom, young Tom Brady, not old Tom Brady. But when you say Tom Brady, everybody goes, ah, the Super Bowl. No. I'm talking about Willie McGinnis, Ty Law, Laurie Malloy, Teddy Bruschi, Ted Johnson, that Tom Brady. Don't mess it up two or three times there a game. Go. Make a play. Don't turn the ball over. Here, to hand it to the running and back. you see when he had to make plays, didn't work out so well for right. him. Right. Oh, but that's what I'm wondering about. Will Tom Brady grow, could make all grow, the throws. But he'll grow. He'll grow you got to remember. Young yeah. Tom Brady. Cowboys are another team, guys. Well, I saw Warren Sharp of Sharp Analytics he tweet about this. Expect big regression from the Cowboys' defense because part of the reason they rated so well is because they won the takeaway battle, yeah, right, by a lot. But that stuff is volatile and kind of luck-dependent, people think, right? So expect that to regress to the mean. All of a sudden, they don't have that same advantage, and the defense is going to fall down. You believe that? No, I think the defense will get better. I think they're just going to keep getting better, especially if they go get Marcus Peters. Won't that be a wash, though, like the way Mac Mac Jones gets better, but he loses his coach? We we also started to see Diggs 
start to get a little bit uh, taken advantage of down the stretch, too, because he took a lot of chances, right? So they, he was getting targeted a lot of different games. I, I do wonder, even though you have the same coaching quase in place in Dan Quinn, but still, like, they, a lot of those things were chances that they took and they were they were able to elevate, but I don't know if they get those same chances this year. Yeah, yeah but you, what you got to think about is this defense was growing. Demarcus Lawrence, Michael Parsons, and I'm missing somebody else. Uh, oh, gosh. The Gregory. Other, Gregory. Yeah. All three of them only played a handful of games mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. So as they continue to go into the season and in training camp and all on the same page, they get the rolling. And if Diggs, if Diggs doesn't get the turnovers but, they, but it gets to be a better corner, a cover corner, that actually also could help from one goat on the sidelines to another. This is the most special place in college basketball because of a very simple thing you feel here. You feel. There's a reason why we say our house, because it is. And so this year is not about anything final. This is about our banner, our house, and taking advantage of this moment. Jay Billis with us now here on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. JB. Yeah. What's up, Jay? Tomorrow will be Coach K's last game at Cameron Indoor, and according to Vivid Seats, the average ticket price for Coach K's final home game is more expensive, guys, than all but three Super Bowls since 2010 for a college game. More expensive than almost every Super Bowl. Ticket prices are averaging more than 5000 a pop. Think about that. We're not talking about courtside. We're talking about all tickets. 5000 a pop. And that makes it the hot ticket brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. And Jay Billis will be there. Jay Will's going to be there. Jay and Jay, what's this going to be like? JB, you want to go first on that one? I don't know. Uh, I've been thinking about it a lot, but I don't know how I'm going to feel. It's going to be ridiculously emotional for everybody. And, you know, we'll try to hold it together. He'll try to hold it together. But uh, I think he'll do a better job than we will probably uh, because he's got a game to play and the rest of us are just going to be, you know, soaking up the atmosphere and and what it all means to everybody. But uh, I'm not sure that anybody can can imagine it. It, It's going to be, I think, I don't don't think this is an overstatement. It'll be the most emotional uh, event in that building's history and I don't think we'll ever see anything like it again, honestly. JB, I, I find myself thinking about it more and more um, each day I talk about it as we get closer to tomorrow. And I know Coach is so genius at losing himself in the moment because he'll always say he owes it to this team in particular. But how do you, how do you navigate this? With I mean, there's going to be close to 70 to 80 of us um, all at this game on senior night um, versus North Carolina, the biggest rival. Like, how do you how do you even begin to navigate this if you're him? 
Well, it'll be, it'll be a lot easier for you because he didn't yell at you as much as he yelled at me. So you'll have a, probably a better experience. I'll have some PTSD a little bit. But uh, other than that, I, you know, I, I agree. I mean, I think it'll be hard. I think it'll be hard for him. And there's a lot of, you know, most of it is good stuff. But, you know, he's so uh, he'll be wrapped up in the game. But I think once the game starts, he'll be fine. But uh, but the before and after, uh, you know, he, he's an emotional guy, too. Uh, people may not may not know that they see the the emotion from coaching, which is usually on, on one side of the spectrum, but you know, before it, it might not be as much before, but, uh, but I imagine it'll get ridiculous after. Jay, I, I want you to listen to what coach K said on PTI on his role with the program moving forward after he retires. You know, I don't own the program. It's been mine for 42 years and Duke owns the program and, He's going to be the new leader, and I'll be there in whatever way I can raise money and whatever, but uh, 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 not to coach or anything. People have said that, like you want to maintain. I don't want any control. I want to do the things that I have sacrificed doing to do what I love, and they're worth it. They were worth every second, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to make those sacrifices anymore. So, JB, I kind of see this as Coach K becoming like a general manager to a degree, right? Um, overseeing things, helping out in different aspects of the of the team and of the school. Uh, but still, it's John Shire's ship to kind of push and sail on his own. Do you see it that way? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't, I don't think he'll be involved in day to day stuff. I think he'll be there to to help. And if if John Shire or any assistant coach needed a piece of advice or to sit down and run something by him, he'd be there to do that. And I think the the best part, Jay Will, is I think for for John is you know Coach K is a really powerful figure on campus and has been for a long time now. And there's always a push pull of what. Uh, a coach was a football coach, basketball coach, volleyball coach, whatever can get from the university. So I would imagine, I don't know this, nobody knows it, but I would imagine that um, it's going to be harder to get things done uh, for John Shire initially than, than for coach K. If he wanted something, you know, what channels do you have to go through? And I think coach K will be able to help him navigate that. Um, but that it, it would be advisory more than anything. Uh, I, I just can't imagine him, um, you know, pushing buttons and pulling levers and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, I, I, I believe that he wants to, to move forward and, and have a new life here. And, uh, you know, he'll probably be coming into the office later and God, hopefully he'll go home sooner. Uh, cause you know how long he stays in there. But uh, I think it's kind of exciting uh, in a way. I don't know that he knows all that's going to take up his time next, but um, it's kind of exciting that he doesn't know uh, that, that he can invent something new for himself over the, the next several years to uh, give back and, and kind of enjoy himself. I mean, I know he's enjoyed all the stuff that, that has come with being the head coach at Duke, but it's been a lot. And it's taken a lot of time, and he takes a lot of time. Um, I mean, all you have to do, Jay, is – and I've been doing this lately. All you have to do is look back over the ridiculous amount of letters he sent, he sent us over the years. 
uh, you know, he still handwrites letters. And I mean, who has time for that? Nobody does that anymore. They just text and he still writes letters. It's, it's, it's crazy. And John Shire, by the way, the next Duke head coach will be on Get Up at 8.45 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. We will have the great Roy Williams with us at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Uh, Jay Billis, before we let you go, the college basketball season is heating up, and that means the Wendy's Wooden Watch has begun. You can go to ESPN.com and search Wooden Watch for the list of the Wooden Award nominees to watch as this season rolls on. Jay, can you give us two or three guys that you have as Wooden Award favorites right now? Oscar Sheboy is the favorite. Uh, he's uh, from Kentucky. He's done things that have been historic uh, on the rebounding side, and he's done it. You know, he's their leading scorer, leading rebounder, leading shot blocker, leading field goal percentage. Uh, but his rebounding is next level. It's like uh, old time stuff where guys, you know, guys average 15, 20 rebounds a game back when nobody cared what a good shot was. And, and now in analytics, you know, it's nothing but good shots for the most part, unless it's the end of a clock. And, and his rebounding has been next level. Uh, he, he, he's, he's the guy right now. But Johnny Davis of Wisconsin, uh, I think, is in that mix. Um, Keegan Murray of, of Iowa uh, is in that mix. But, uh, but for me, it would be, it would be uh, Oscar Sheboy. Great Jay Billis, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. All right, JB. See you tomorrow, brother. All right, but. Hey, Jay, well, the over-under on you crying is is five minutes left on the clock. <laughs> so I just want to know, I, I've got the under on you. Oh, for sure. And, it's, uh, and it's, a lot of, it's a lot of jack on this, so you, you might want to help out a brother here. Get ready for my crying face to become a meme. It's definitely happening on under, JB. <laughs> Jay Billis. Uh, every day is game day with Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of the NCAA. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Jay, it looks like he's getting choked up right now, even just thinking about it. It's my coach, man. 42 years. I don't remember a time before Shashevsky. Do you remember anything? No. I don't have that. Like, my whole be, life, as far I'm as I remember. I'm going to be worse than Terrell Owens tomorrow. Um, my quarterback is my coach. Dude. It's crazy, man. 42 I just, years, I, man. I can't. I just still can't believe that it's coming to an end. Like, it, it, it's not real for me. Like, he's just been a staple of college basketball. And he's still – it's almost like the Tom Brady scenario because he's still doing it at such a damn high level, man. Ooh, look at that nasty three. Or was that I imagine, inside the two? Oh. Jay, especially yeah. you're the two-time oh, National Player of the Year. You won a championship. Like, for that whole – and now you are you left Duke a long time ago, and I'm sure your, your thoughts and emotions still go back to that place – time and place, but now really a part of Duke that will permanently now be gone is it must be a whole emotional end of an era for you in a whole different way. Well, it just feels like I'm going to walk in there and I know what I'm going to see tomorrow because, you know, one of the things that's always meant something to me is when I, whenever I walk into Cameron Indoor Stadium, I see the number 22 hanging from the Raptors. Like, that's my number. It's forever mine. It will forever be in that gym. But to think about what that gym is and what that place is, like, that is Coach K. Like, if you ever ask what the word legacy means, like, that's a picture of Coach K. The most despised player in the NFL, according to Twitter. That's not Coach K. That's not Coach K. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is brought to you by Toyota. Make a powerful statement every time you pull up. In the pickup, that's five changing the game. The new Tundra, Toyota, let's go places. I mean, I love this song. I still don't know if I can condone it right now. <laughs> Yay. It just yeah. takes me to a lot of different awkward places. Yeah. It's a yeah. good song. He just, it's a great song. I'm just like, his yeah, he, bra- I think he start, artists, he's losing me. He's, he, people yeah. who are actually artists, their brain is yeah. wired differently. Like, you know, the hemisphere, right hemisphere, left left hemisphere controls your right side. It's like about math and reason. And the left hemisphere is like your artistic or, or the right hemisphere goes to the left side. I think his whole brain is on the right hemisphere. Dr. The whole Kellerman. thing. Just leave Dr. Pete Davidson alone, man. Focus you never heard family, about he- the brain hemisphere? You said, you said do what? Just leave Pete Davidson alone, man. Just focus on your family mm, and your kids. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, that's a whole you're a little too focused. Yeah, that's, a little, that's another conversation. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, Series XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. All right, guys, let's play reputation versus reality. You ready? Yep. Evan? All right, let's do it. So according to a Twitter study, Aaron Rodgers is the most despised player in the NFL. Is that reputation or is that reality, Key? I think it's I think it's reputation. I think. But I could be wrong. Max certainly would tell me I'm wrong on this one because Max thinks it's more reality. I don't even need him to say anything. But when you put yourself in this situation in the offseason last year, then everything that happened this season with the vaccination and trying to dupe people, I can see how that could be. Uh, the Twitter poll certainly can lean into the reality side of things. If I hear Twitter poll and then Aaron Rodgers, you know where that's sure. going. Twitter's the worst place to look for somebody's reputation, especially for a guy who's been in the media as much as him over the last year. Yeah, I would say it's reality, and part of that's just being. Well, <laughs> yeah, part of that, reality, part of sure. that's just being very popular. If you're very popular, 
um, already there's a tension on you. And then any negative stuff that comes out, you're going to, oh, Kellerman and, 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 and Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Will, they're talking about him on the radio. And as, as Key, I'm doing my Keyshawn Johnson now. And the media is, uh, you know. So I think it's reality. I didn't know my voice sound like a frog, but yeah. okay. Like, like, you're, like you're a coach. You've been doing a lot of yelling. Well, QB. that's you imitating imitating <laughs> the coach, yeah. Uh, QB yeah. hand size matters, Key. Rep or reality? I thought feet size matters. Stop. This is a morning show. What? Um, I think it's I think it's reality. <laughs> a hand size does matter. And I think in certain situations, when you look at Kenny Pickett, he drops the football in the rain. They bat it out of his hands real easy on sacks. He runs and he fumbles. I mean, when you think about it, in these situations, it does matter. It's not the size of the hand that matters. It's the motion of the hand that matters. I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's right. <laughs> Sounds no, right. You know what? You know what's interesting is the list that, was, that we put up earlier, Evan. I don't know if we still have the graphic, but some of the best quarterbacks in football have the smallest hands. So that makes me think... Like, maybe it's, like, extra emphasis you, you, on ball security if your hands are small, I, but Patrick Mahomes is on the list, I, Joe Burrow. Yeah, you, you two guys. <laughs> but out of six, two of them are the best in the world? Yeah, two guys. All right, anyway. There yeah, we go yeah. right there. Okay. Jared Goff. Tiny, yeah. tiny hands uh, equate to uh, yeah. me guys. Wait, hold on. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> wait a minute. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Wait a minute. Two. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Two guys. Uh, Jared Goff went to two Pro Bowls in the oh, Super Bowl. Oh, God, stop. Ryan Tannehill's a good quarterback. Stop. Baker Mayfield went one overall. Teddy Bridgewater's had a solid career. Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback I've ever now, seen. Now, and and now, Joe Burrow's taking the league now over. Now, you, you see this list, right? Yeah. It's, it's six people on this list. Yeah. Out of those six people, I'm going to have Evan do some homework between now and the end of the show nope. on turnovers <laughs> nope. with those no. guys. <laughs> okay, but how many Super Bowl appearances? Joe Burrow won, Jared Goff won, Tannehill's made playoff runs. You uh, said I like how you Tannehill. Yeah. Okay, you can't just, yeah. Yeah. Max, you said Super Four Bowl. Four Super Bowl appearances out of six dudes. Everybody on that list has been to the playoffs before. Yes, that is correct. Okay. Okay. Bonus rep reality. It's 8 yeah. o'clock on a Friday. Evan has checked out rep <laughs> Reality. <laughs> you checked out at six o'clock when you came that's, in yelling at that's, us. That's that's rep. <laughs> Evan's not fooling anybody. This dude couldn't check out if he tried. <laughs> he's, he's so emotionally wrapped up in it. Right. That's what he I tra- said. Six o'clock in the morning. He's yelling. That's not rep or reality. That's straight BS. <laughs> NFL <laughs> that is. OT rules aren't fair. Last one. Rep or reality? NFL OT rules aren't aren't fair. fair. Uh, I, think rep, it's, I think it's rep. rep. I think That's it's rep. Fair. Yeah, Get, it's fine. Get it. Stop. Stop. Exactly. Rep. Stop that dude. You don't have to worry about losing. Keep playing football till someone wins. Like, what's the problem? Tyreek Hill fast, though. Yeah, he's something different. You, you noticed that, huh, Sherlock? <laughs> you think Tyreek Hill is fast? I'm just saying, just seeing the highlights, you'd be like, that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's how I am, though. When I look at something, I'm like, oh, he, he is really good. <laughs> oh, fat. I thought you run like a tight end. Ooh. You don't go. No, let me stop. I don't even want to talk. <laughs> he almost took want, the, Max. I don't even want to talk about myself. He says you yeah. take the bait. He, oh my god! Oh, the he's a key. I didn't know. Reaction Friday. One NBA team we still believe in, but we don't know why. That's coming up next. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN. He's already off the board. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.